I need to get a haircut. I will get this my next one. haircut. Uh, one right there. Okay. I'll get my next haircut uh, a couple hours before Nam. Oh, yeah. On your way to Nam. You go, get, you go to her friend. You okay? That was hypersonic, so oh. only the dogs could hear that potentially. The, can- uh, the the coyotes in the canyon are freaking out right now. He did it, guys. He did it. Everyone, I'm Ryan. And I'm Steven. This is 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. This first ad was sent by Sean Agate. This is a Fender Precision Bass MSS 93911. It's $4,900. Better be worth it. 1969 USA. Made in USA. Fender Precision Bass neck stamped for June 1969. Body made by Y. Sandoval, defretted, and Nigel Tufnold. Two sets of P-Bass pickups installed. One half for each string. Individual volume controlled and master tone. Pickup type looks very similar to 1980s era Greco slash Maxon pickups. I picked this ad just for you, Steve. This reminds me a lot of that split six guitar we did a yeah, few yeah. months ago, but this is the bass version. This pick, uh, this bot pick guard makes this look like a, an early music man bass. It kind of does. Yeah, I, I get that. With that butterscotchy whatever color that is. So let's just get, for the audio listeners at, at home in oh, podcast yeah. land, let's explain what we're looking at here. Uh, we're looking at a P-Bass body, a vintage P-Bass body, with mm-hmm. a humongous pit guard. Yes. It co- covers pretty much the entirety of the lower half of the guitar and then covers a, a lot of the upper half. And mounted in this pit guard, is P bass pickups one for each string, but diagonal, right. basically, basically. So, so yeah, they're at an angle. You also got four knobs and a. I'm assuming a three way switch, for some reason. That also looks like a knob. Actually. It might actually be another knob. You're right. So it, is this volume, 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 master tone, <laughs> or is it, or is it tone, 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 tone? Well, it's probably is is, is active EQs, Steve. So. Is it active EQ? No, I'm joking. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I mean, it could yeah, be. It might be. Yeah, who knows? Maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, I would play this, but I don't think I'd pay five grand for it. No, the the price. Okay, well, also it's fretless. This is a fretless P bass. Oh right, yeah. With a with a with a pickup for each string. Mm-hmm. With a gigantic pick guard, but otherwise, kind of handsome. Like, this is an attractive vintage no, bass. No, it, it looks good. I just want to pay five grand for it. And I I think if even if you don't like the way it's set up now, I think it's potentially salvageable. I'm sure there's a lot of wood missing underneath, but I think you could have someone cut a much more traditional appearing pit guard for it. Or and you then could just, just like kind of like accept the, the screw the the pick guard screw holes that are left or or you know there's talented people out there who can patch those up for you if you if you hate them. This is more expensive than at least one 1969 well, the, Fender Precision the price, bass I found. The price is absurd. I'm yeah. I'm never gonna argue otherwise. Do we have any idea what store this is in? No, mm. I have no idea. This is disappointing. 
it yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it, all I have is screen grabs from the email, which is fine. Uh, if if you got when you guys send your ads, screen grabs are awesome because it means we're not going to lose the ad if it gets taken down. Yeah. But include the link as well. Include the link so that we can, uh, if we have a chance, we can get uh, screen grabs of exactly the information that we want. Because sometimes I mean it's this this there. one's pretty good. I'm just was curious. Look at how because I don't I don't recognize this this part right here. Look, I'm I'm not an expert on anything vintage. Okay. Look at how thin the fretboard material is. I'm surprised. Is that not? I mean, I guess I haven't. I don't have a photographic memory. Right, of look, it. look at here on the base six. Oh yeah, yeah. How about that? Th- this is at least like three times thicker than what we're seeing on this yeah. vintage neck here. Is but is the, that part of the vintage Mojo recipe? Is to have a very thin piece of rosewood as your fretboard. Kind of the interesting thing here, now that you mentioned it too, is that the on the base six you just showed, basically it's a basically it's a flat neck with a right with the fretboard drop. Yeah, on yeah. It. But this is curved. This could have it. It could have been intended to be a maple neck. And it had the radius of a maple neck, and then they put the rosewood as a veneer over top of it. Yeah, that's, maybe that's kind of what it looks like. Maybe that's how they achieved the fretlessness of this. Maybe they 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 pulled frets off the maple, and they're like, "That doesn't look right. It all chipped up. Mm. Let's put a rosewood veneer over the top of this." That seems a bit un- of a stretch. Unlikely. You think that's a stretch? I think maybe they just used to be thinner. Do you have any? You don't have any 1960s fenders in I, here. I do not. To Steve. compare to, I guess. <laughs> um, okay, fine. You pointed out I'm poor. I don't. <laughs> I don't have a garage full of 1960s fenders. You know, for comparison, who, you know, Steve. You know who else is poor, right? Who? Never mind. You said you didn't want to talk about. I don't this. want to talk about Joe Bonamassa <laughs> um, <laughs> or Rick Beato. <laughs> You know, but that's a really interesting observation. This about the the fretboard being like that—that that has nothing to do with the listing. I just no, think it's interesting. Not. Yeah, I'm looking around. You don't have any other bases in here, do you? No, I don't. Yeah, so I I I don't. I've never looked that closely to see if any of mine do anything like that. You think it would only be a base thing? You'd think that fender would just I don't know their line. I also do not have any fender fender. Fender vintage. I mean, the, Fender guitar. The oldest Fender I have in here is oh, it's in a bag. Uh, it's in the other room. Is my uh, early '80s Jaguar. Right, right. And it's rosewood. Do you want me to grab it? Not really. All right. But I, I, won't. I mean, if you want to, I don't. That one's from Japan, though. It's going to be. I know. Possibly made differently. Oh, totally. But you know, maybe it was trying it's to be, mimic the style. It's going to be made better. But. I mean, the, yeah. The <laughs> price. The price is ridiculous, and we'll talk about what it should be priced at. Uh, I actually don't think it should get dinged too much. Like I, th- I think it could be twenty percent under, or like twenty five percent under a a stock vintage P base. Yeah, if this was four grand, I would not. Um, I would not. Like we've definitely seen a lot of guitars mangled a lot worse. Like this yeah. is this all looks functional. It's just uh, unusual. And I will say, like looking at reverb for. I did a search for 1969 precision bass and I'm getting a whole bunch of years and I'm getting everywhere from the lowest price of like a, a refinished one at $2,800. Wow. The most expensive one is like 20 grand. 
Right. So, so there knows. But some of that's like if it was a 65, 66, they're going to demand more than um, than a later one. Here's here's one that this could is, be this could be four grand because they're like, oh, uh, normally this would be 20 grand. But, you know, we did yeah. all this stuff. Yeah, that one's wild. It's got a yeah. mud bucker in the neck and then a, <laughs> a J base pickup in the bridge with the P base pickup still in the middle. You're going to have to put that in the drive. Oh, you show me something. Know, show me something cool that we talk about. I, you have to put it in the drive, Steve. That's what you get for showing me stuff. Is you got to do thirty seconds of work. <laughs> but like, there's there's two types of bassists that I've known in my life. There's the bassists that are just kind of like, oh yeah, I've, I've, I have a P bass or I have a jazz bass, and this is my bass, and uh, you know, I just kind of maybe I put a thumb rust on it. If I feel crazy, I'm going to put a thumb a thumb rest on mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. bass. And then there's the bassists that are like, I want experimental prototype optical pickups, right? And I want I need to have like this built-in EQ section and preamp thing into my bass. Oh, also it has to be seven string, but not in the way you think. It's actually got it's a three string with an extra string. And the other strings are doubles. Like, you know, like, like, like there's like, there's these bases out there that just come up with like the wildest stuff. And I think there's enough of those people out there that someone out there will see this and oh, they yeah. will want it. Yeah. Like this isn't so off the beaten path for that type of bassist that it's unsellable. Like we cover a lot of weird guitars that are mangled that are, are functionally unsellable. I think, so, I think a bassist would buy this if it was the right price. I yeah. think, like I said, 25% lower if it was, maybe even if it was close to three grand, I think there'd be someone out there oh. who, would, who would be like, ah, uh, vintage, vintage and fretless. Ah, uh, yeah, if I don't like the pickups, I like the, the look of the pickups. I, I've always wanted to do that. But if I don't like the pickups, I can, I can, I have a buddy who cuts pick guards and I can, I yeah. can take it back to yeah. normal or something like that. You know, uh, I think there's, I think that guy's out there. Or that lady is out there. That's the second time you've said, I know somebody who cuts pit guards. Again, I think you could just put on a regular old. Do you think a regular P base pit guard would fit over this? I'm trying to remember yeah. what a P base looks like. It looks a lot like this. It's got some more curves to it, but unless there's a really unusual routing going uh, on. I don't know. I think those, that, that, that lowest pickup that's going maybe under the, that's, the low E. Maybe that's added some empty space. I think maybe. that that's, that route is going to cut into that a little bit. But I think it is mostly reversible. Yeah. It's mostly reversible, which is pretty good. Like you, like you could get this, and in that space where there's an open route, you could mm-hmm. be like, yeah, it's a vintage P-Bass that's fretless, but I put a, uh, a Music Man Stingray pickup in it. I put a big old fat humbucker and just moved it down an inch to, to fill up that space, yeah. you know? Like the, you, could get, you could get moddy with this. It's a it's a vintage base that is inviting you to get moddy. The fact that this this kind of drops in here, like that it's an 80s Greco slash Maxon pickup, I'm kind of, um, it might be fine. It might They might be total duds. It, it's hard to say. That's, that's probably the weakest part of this just on paper to me. Sure, sure. Um, that, and I just... I don't really want a defretted well, yeah. base, but but people who want defretted yeah, bases people who, people who want, want, want weird them. dumb stuff. <laughs> wow. 
And I'm saying Tell us that how you really I'm feel. I'm saying Ryan. that as someone who loves weird, dumb stuff. Like I'm, I'm like, look, I've been playing around with this recently. Like I like weird, dumb stuff. That's very weird and, and dumb. dumb. <laughs> Uh, for the listeners of the podcast, who, who all of a sudden I've remembered this episode that you're still out there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> those going strong listening to the audio. I, I picked up the Harley Benton kick guitar I put together like two years ago. Mm. It was COVID times yeah. when I put that together. If you listen, to, if you listen to the audio of this podcast, I know that many of you have been getting the Spotify ads and I hope you enjoy them. We enjoy the money that we got from yeah. them. We got we we just got paid out a hundred bucks from yeah. what? Yeah, we like, really appreciate that's one month. That's one month. That's one month. That's from you guys, the Spotify listeners, the pod audio yeah. podcast listeners. We made a hundred bucks where before we were we were paying for podcast hosting. Yeah, we were paying uh, like thirty dollars a month, I think. Spotify, what you're doing for podcasts? Do it for musicians. Pay them. I know. Please. We don't. We do not get anywhere the amount of plays that any major, like performing artist, like musical recorded artist, right. gets on Spotify. And I'm positive we made more money than the vast majority. Oh, of yeah. famous artists yeah. on Unf Spotify. Unfortunately, that's messed that up. That is the current track. I'm sure at some point they will raise their standards and we will no longer. Of course, of course, they're just trying to get us all uh, migrated yeah, over there, and then they'll cut us off. Obviously, uh, obviously, we know the game. Yeah. But speaking of podcasts, Ryan, uh, the people who support this show, whether it's through listening or directly, uh, if you want to support us directly, you can through Patreon. That supports this show. It supports the uh, DIY pedal video you did this you yeah this week well it, it supported the ups box that right allowed that people to mail box. stuff to us like we pay 350 bucks a year or something for yeah. the uh the ups box and the patreons make that possible like that yeah. would be that would be significant for us to do out of pocket to get you know random t-shirts and stickers you can, sometimes you can do uh you can do and I'm not going to give you my home address. We have all kinds of tiers. We have 25 all the way up to $25, but we also even though Patreon told us not to, we have kept open our $1 tier. Uh so folks like this could uh sign up and support us at the $1 level. Ben O'Neill and Justin Jolkowski. Thanks guys Thank you. Uh, for supporting us. Ben and Justin. I this year we made a concerted effort to I think post a little more behind the scenes mm -hmm. stuff directly to the Patreon. We should page. still do a lot more. And I had this idea that I have not talked to you about yet. Drop it on me. I had this idea that maybe we post um, a topic call out and we start doing a monthly single topic Patreon episode. You're putting a lot of faith in the Patreons right now. For us to commit to using one of their suggestions. Well, no, I'm just saying it would just be a Patreon exclusive episode, maybe just for them, just for them, just one episode a month. That's that's a bare minimum, man. And it'd just be an extra like 10 or 15 minutes that we would record after we're done. It wouldn't even have to be a video. It could just be audio. It's a thought I had. We can talk about I'll, it. I'll, I'll let can, that roll around my head a little bit. We can develop this a little more and see I'm, if it's got legs. I, I'm of the opinion that it's better to make content for everyone but and but give the Patreons credit for funding it than it is for us to, to 
overextend ourselves and make poor quality content that's just for I the mean, Patreons. I don't disagree. You know, like I, rushed, like, okay, we have to, we have to do right. this. And, and so maybe that's where that's a bad idea. I, w- I'm just more thinking along, like, along the lines of, I'd like to make some kind of content that maybe is extra dumb, but it's just for Patreon. Sure. Okay. All right. So maybe a topic call out is too serious. Maybe it needs to be something extra dumb. I don't know. I don't know we'll, what that we'll, looks like. We'll talk about it. Uh, but speaking of things that aren't extra dumb, this episode is brought to you by Chase Bliss. That's right, Steve. I want to show you something. What What are you going to show me or show them? Let this, me. This is the pedal board that I use in every demo of every guitar in case I need to throw on some effects or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And on this pedal board are two Chase Bliss pedals. Wow. We have got the Dark World for my ambient kind of like octave shimmery sort of things. And we've got the Gravitas yeah. for my tremolo sounds after, you know, a spring reverb sort of thing. I use Chase with pedals all the time. I, I haven't been playing at church anymore, but at church I was using Chase with pedals all the time. I'm tangled up now. <laughs> Good job. There we go. But like... I know a lot of you probably look at Chase with pedals. Like, I don't know if I'll even use those. There's so many features. Oh, there's, I have mm-hmm. all those dip switches. Mm-hmm. You could dial in thousands and thousands of sounds with those things. What am I going to do with that? Do what I do. Pick your favorite sound and leave it there. You don't have to use all of it. You Just use the part that you, you like. You don't even have to pick your favorite sound. You can pick your favorite, like, three sounds, sure, I think. Sure, they have presets. Like they have a yeah. couple, couple presets that don't even require a MIDI controller. They just came out with a new thing. I haven't even gotten around to watching a video for the dang thing. Oh, the uh, the lossy? The lossy. The lossy. It's pink. Yeah. I'll that put a picture cool. of it up. I need to go watch a video to learn what it's all about. I, I bet it makes you sound like you, you lost. I bet it makes you sound like you've lost fidelity. Damn. That's what's going on. So go check, my, go yes. check that out. Ryan will go check it out at uh, chasebliss.com. Mm-hmm. Um, also... This feels tacky, but I'm going to do it anyway. If you're, if you were affiliated with any of the other companies you saw on that pedal board and you're like, Hey, why didn't they talk about us? Well, maybe you should ask yourself that question. Yeah. Look inside yourself. Ryan, this was sent to us by Jason W. Moore. We like all those companies, by the way. It's not, it's because they're Chase was as a sponsor. Like, it's not because we have anything against... Like, I just want to be clear. Like, we don't have grudges against those companies. That that was supposed to be... That was what I was implying. You want to notice how we didn't mention you? Other companies on the pedal board, like Pelican Noise Works, is because we have a grudge against you. (laughs) That was not the implication. (laughs) The implication was just Okay, We're going to be talking about Pelican Noise Works a lot, I have a feeling, in 2024. Yeah, wink, maybe sooner. Wink, nudge, nudge. Maybe later. I know it. The, the 50 50 is. I've already ta- been telling people because people have been asking. You posted the pictures on the Patreon. No, I, I posted a picture to the Facebook group because oh, someone someone made a post and like, oh, is there ever going to be a 50 50? Like, whoa, no. And I sent a picture of, I sent a, a, a cropped little piece of the art that's, mm-hmm. that's off to print. They're in print right now. Uh, if we want to do a real <laughs> Patreon push. The, uh, the inner circle is going to get first dibs on those. Yeah. So. so, but. And it's been so long since we've done it, depending on the size of the run, there might not be any. They'll either sell out immediately or no one's interested anymore. Yeah, I, I have <laughs> like, a feeling. You know, roll your dice. But um, I haven't talked to Leon, Leon about this yet. 
But if he's down, like, I'm just going to tell him to, like, just make more. Just, just, you know, it doesn't have to be one run. Just make more. Just keep making mm. more. You know, we'll, we'll, you know, figure out the details. I need, I should probably chat with Leon. Inner Circle gets this. first dibs and a discounted and price. And a discounted price. So, yeah. We need to figure out if it's going to be the same. Uh, oh, Leon and I have already discussed that. It won't, oh, okay. it will, it won't be because inflation. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but I didn't figure. And also, we're using a, uh, a higher quality case this time. We're getting fancy. Yeah, it's not that fancy. Don't don't act like it's gonna be like a you know like a some sort of extravagant thing. It's just a different it's from case. it's from you're working with F five now, right? Yeah, instead yeah. of yeah, which they make very high quality cases. This ad was sent by Jason W Moore. It is a they are a Philadelphia Phillies and a Philadelphia Eagles strap bodies for one hundred and fifty dollars each. Eagles or Phillies faux finished bleacher strap bodies made from two hundred year old pine flooring. From Seagull Guitars, $150 each in Doylestown, Illinois, Pennsylvania. I want to ask you, Steve. Yes. Uh, clearly, these are sports guitars. They are sports guitars. Do you, what What do you think my feelings are on these? Uh, predict, predict what I'm going to say about these guitars. I'm thinking about it. I think you're going to say that you like the cutout things on the back. Um, they fail the art test, both of them. Well, yeah, they kind of fail art tests in different ways. Um, Do you think I like them or dislike them? I think overall you are going to say that you like them, especially I, for $150. I do like them. I like the green one a lot. I don't care about the sports stuff at all. Like belt sand that off and and like <laughs> the the green one with the center white stripe. Yeah. And the 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 green panels going out at, at an angle like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Paint the whole top and bottom bottom wings of that green matching the same way and just leave the center white stripe. And I actually really like that. I like that look a lot. Okay. I don't really care about the red one too much. Like mm-hmm. the, that combination of that, that pattern doesn't do anything to excite me, but I actually, I really like the green one. I saw it and I was like, Ooh, that's handsome. Oh, it's got, it's got sports stuff on it. I don't know what any of that is, but I like the guitar itself. The Eagles are a football team. The Phillies are a baseball team. Oh, so they're not even the same sport. No, no, they're just both, I. They're just both Philadelphia teams. I assumed that they were rivals. Oh no, <laughs> that's how that's how little I know. I legitimately thought, oh, must be the same sport. I I like I didn't even question whether or not it was the same sport. I was like, oh, they must be rivals. Like towns over. I mean, something, something like, like that. this would make more sense. Like in if you were selling this in L.A. and one of them was like an Angels one and the other one was a Dodgers one because at least it's kind of like two teams in the same sport in the same town. Okay. But yeah, this is just this is for the ultimate uh, Philadelphia sports fan. I don't have a lot else to say about it. Is it the, the description said that it's made out of floor or like vintage floorboards, right? Yeah. That's cool, I guess. You know, I don't I don't mind that detail at all. I kind of don't like the deep, deep cuts in the back of the green mm. one. 
Like it's trying a little bit too hard to be rustic with that detail. Right. Uh, the, the, the cavity covers, I kind of wish they were sunk instead of floating. It is weird to me that they're not sunk. I, I don't this, know why that is. The person doing this, uh, this level of woodworking has the ability to sink those. And I just wish they would. Yeah. But you know, like 150 bucks each. I'm not, I'm not in the place to build a guitar right now from parts, but that look for 150 bucks, if he could do that on like a, on a jazz master and I could be like, Hey, can you, can you countersink in the things I'd pay 200 bucks if you, if you can do that. I don't know. I like that look quite a bit. If I could go a little bit custom with this guy, I, I might entertain that thought. If, if I'm not saying I'm going to, if I was in the market for doing a project right now, yeah. this, uh, this company has been around. I'm looking at some of their stuff on the old Facebook. They've got some really cool body shapes. If you see something really cool, make sure shapes. you uh, screen grab it, Steve. I'm not going to describe it too much. <laughs> Y'all can just look it up. Seagull guitars. S I E G L E. Thank you for spelling it. That is an odd spelling. Um, yeah, there's some interesting things here. And, um, so I mean, and, and to that, I, I think it looks like that for 150 bucks for it's it's hard to beat 150 bucks for a strap body in general, unless you're just you know you're buying a Squire part kind of a thing. Yeah, no, like 150 bucks is like you're just getting started on eBay looking at bodies. Yeah. Like yeah. that is that is the beginning price, and maybe these are cut super weird, and we just can't tell looking at them. Like it won't take any fender neck, and it is a little bit of a bummer to me that there's no uh, trim route or anything like that. There's not even right uh, placement for the bridge. Oh, yeah, there's so not even bridge placement. You have to figure yeah. that out for yourself, which isn't. I always feel iffy doing it, but then like the times that I've had to place bridges, I haven't screwed it up, which is yeah. surprising. So I know that I can do it. I just always feel iffy doing it. That's a that's an interesting point. You know, um, if you pick this up, you like how do you you'd have to you have to drill the holes for the neck. You'd have to really template everything through. I, um, yeah, you just you know it. The neck is a set measurement. It, your your scale is set with the neck. So as long as you're getting straight edges down the down the neck down the sides of the neck into the body it's not hard to mark where the bridge is supposed to be for the bridge yeah i'm saying like you have to actually drill the holes for your neck your oh that's neck not mask. hard either it's very hard for no. me someone was getting on me uh for that because i, I did a, a video where i was teasing that i was going to put the aluminum neck on the sx right. liquid and the problem with the aluminum neck is that you can't re-drill holes into the neck so you right. have to move the holes that are in the neck heel on the body. Mm -hmm. And to do that, you either have to do some math and some very fine measurements, or you do what I do and you paint the back of the, uh, of the aluminum neck right. and press it into the neck heel. And it leaves an indentation. That's smart. That's what I did last time I set it up in a neck and it worked perfect. That's super smart. Yeah. I was going to say like, maybe you could take, um, you could have, if you had some kind of uh, screw that you just like cut the head off of or whatever, or like you just paint the screw or something 
And then you could put the screws in the neck and then press that. Oh, and, yeah, like you leave know. an indentation. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But, but, with, but with, that's smart, too. With the paint, you can push it all the way deep into the pocket yeah. and kind of wiggle it around a little bit and give yourself, like, a wide enough range mm-hmm. to be like, ah, it should be in the center of that, you right. know? That's what but I did the last time, and it worked out. Going back to these 150 bucks, I think these look good. I think they're in a state where if you weren't, if you did not have the skills to do all of those other things or you didn't have the equipment, it'd be kind of questionable. But I'm going to say this. If you are a sports fan, like this looks, this looks quality to me. If they look cool. If there was a Padres one, I'd be kind of like, Oh, do I need that? Like 150 bucks, like for kind of like some fun sports art. I know we say like, oh, okay. I don't don't need to be reminded that you love that you are a guitar, you know, player through through guitar art, but they kind of scratches two itches at once. Sure, sure. Uh, Because I live in San Diego, Uh I am aware of the various different color palettes that the Padres (laughs) have used over the years. Which color palette would you go for? For the the brown and yellow one. Oh, so you would. Oh, is brown and yellow current? Brown and gold as they call it. Have they gone back they've, to brown? They, they, they've gone back to, so the, the seventies one was more like be, brown and yellow. Right. But yeah, the current one, um, I had no idea. I thought they were still doing the, the, the white, blue and orange. Nope. Wow. When did that stop? Uh, two, three years ago. Really good for them. So this is, that's like their current home uniform. Oh, uh, okay. So it's a little different than like the seventies Brown and gold. No, it's a, it's, it's a serious nod, but it's definitely like in that, in that ballpark. You know, honestly, Brown and yellow are colors that represent San Diego. Well, yeah, this is the, <laughs> that's their road grays. All right. So gray, Brown and Brown. And I call it yellow They're They want to call it gold. Great. It, it can be gold when you win a freaking world series. Okay. Padre. Are you telling me they're, Grays in the streets and browns in the sheets. No, they're what? <laughs> they're they're road grays. Road gray. Oh, so because they do this in all the sports where like you have a standard home uniform and a standard away uniform. All right. So in baseball, at home you wear white, like a white dominated uniform typically, and on the road you wear a gray dominant uniform. Interesting. Yeah. I'm you sure know, it's, it's true what they say. You learn something new about baseball every single day. <laughs> Ryan, how many how many times a day do you? Th- When's the last time you thought about baseball? The last time. How many times you uh, and I ended up talking about how it? How many Steve? times a day do you think about baseball? I don't. I don't I, ever think about baseball. I definitely think about baseball more than I think about the Roman Empire, Ryan. But a brown and gold take on this, would, yeah, that'd be attractive. Would you? Would you like if if you were going to do the same kind of layout as the green one? Would the wings be gold or the would the wings be brown? Oh, that's tough. Here's my here's my vote. Gold wings, brown center stripe, yellow pickups. Get that contrast going. I think you have to go I think you'd have to go gold wings, brown center stripe too, uh, because you'd want the S D where the Eagle is, that uh-huh. Eagle. If you wanted like the Padres S D right, you want it to be gold. You want that in gold. And then yeah, some some yellow, some matching yellow. Uh, I wouldn't would normally cool. say this, but gold hardware. That's tough. Gold hardware on, yeah, where, a, it, on we, yellow accents because you're not gonna match. Is it to too match. much? 
is too much. I think it just might be hard to match. Mm, you're probably right. But who knows? Yeah. It wouldn't be hard to find like yellow knobs and stuff. But too. like I could just see like having the body on my wall. Like I Oh yeah, it's just a, a, de- 150 bucks for yeah. a wall decoration. Your man cavern. My home office. <laughs> that I start sh- calling that I share with my kid. Man caverns. Um we got anything else on this? I don't think so. I don't think we do either. Ryan, let's open some mail, man. Good idea. Both while, of them? While you grab that, yeah, we'll open both of them. I'm going to, you, do you have a what's new? You said you didn't. I don't think I do. I could talk about band stuff, but it's kind of like boring. Is it? I don't think people will think it's boring. Maybe, um, maybe we'll save it for next episode. But what I was going to say is I built a new pedal board. Uh, I forgot to put in the description that it was the at an at super rich steve pedal board i don't did i tell you that there's a theme on that pedal board i told a couple other people there's i don't think you did steve it's actually a themed pedal board they are the pedals that i have owned the longest without ever really playing (laughs) there are three pedals on that board that i bought in 2017 that I played for the first time this past Steve, week. You got a problem. I was telling Steve that he needs to do a video of just all the pedals he owns, and he can do a pile of the ones that he's never played. Well, now I've I'm pl- now, now I don't have any of those pedals because I've played. Oh, them. you've played them all. Good for yeah. you. Here. Oh, this you didn't break through over here. Got to break on through to the other side. Break on through to the other side. That felt sketchy. I didn't like doing any of that. I'm bad at cutting, apparently, when there's another person sitting next to me. Yeah, rip the box, Steve. There's Show like it who's boss. <laughs> You're using a pen? Dude, super effective. <laughs> Except you. This is embarrassing. There's another one of This is cross the line and embarrassing. This first package is from Johnny Ronke. Ronke? I I don't know. Hopefully He's we from- got... Warwick, Rhode Island. What did he send us? I'll let you read, Steve. We got a CD here. Dear Ryan, Merry Surfing Christmas to you and your fam, man. Just wanted to send you a little Christmas fun that I found long ago back in the late 90s, working in a department store called Ann and Hope's Garden Shop selling Christmas trees. I drove all the cashiers nuts blasting this over the entire intercom of our side of the store all season. We broke every Mariah Christmas tape that they kept stealing from the music department, and it was Surfing Christmas or the Chipmunks Christmas, also a classic <laughs> back on. After my first year, I bought my own copy of Surfing Christmas, and when it comes this time of year again, and my other half starts with the Christmas songs, I make her put this on once in a while to give me 97, 98 happy moments. Uh, I don't know how the heck the, this obscure surf band's amazing Christmas album got in a Warwick, Rhode Island department store, but I'm happy it did and thought you would too. Please know dudes like me are out there here appreciating what you and guys like Mike Adams do. You guys and other channels like you good people are the soundtrack of my day-to-day life out there working and, and 80s wrestling. Uh, I listen all my days to everything music gear channel related, fixing housing and doing what I do to quote, keep the lights on, so to speak. Helps ground me and make me continue to remember at the end of the day, I'm still me. Been wanting to have a channel for about 10 years now. It's bound to happen. Time availability isn't something I have uh, uh, lots of, though, these days, but it's coming. Uh, So Johnny says he's been an active musician for 30-plus years in Rhode Island. Been here and there and everywhere doing a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, His number one guitar is a 95 in my J Fender Jag, as well as a 
Jag Baritone Custom uh, 6. So, very cool. I've been. Oh, this is a copy of the album he made. That's what he's talking about with it. With uh, he made that album, uh, and it's he says it's all one big crazy rock music package with music styles all over the place. I've been thinking. I've I've got a a, a vinyl player console mm-hmm. set up in my like a dining room family room area. I've been thinking I need to get myself a dedicated CD player. And maybe get an old school CD envelope because people keep sending us CDs. Yeah. I wouldn't mind throwing on a CD. Start collecting some physical media. It's been a long time since I collected CDs. Yeah, I don't even own a CD. So whenever I whenever we send CD players CDs home, I don't have anything to do with them. I, I don't own a CD player. My my the, the, the collection of CDs I used to own is gone. Because I used to take it to the beach and play them through a boombox and sand got in the thing. And they were, oh, no. They were all wrecked. They were all wrecked. It was over. Yeah. I was like, I, it's not worth saving any of these. We're in the age of MP3s where I download stuff now. But there's something nice about putting on physical media from time yeah. to time. So, yeah, I, I should probably buy myself a CD player and connect it up to the uh, the console speakers. Oh, we've got – did you open the other uh, box? I, do we want to do it now? I figured we'd Let's do, do it now. Let's okay. do it now. Why not? This was sent by Andrew Adkins. From Fort Wayne, Indiana. What do we have here? This one was heavy. Ah, I think there's fluid in this box. Gear fluid. Pod fluid. Pod lubricant. Ah, Founders French Toast Bastard. French Toast Bastard? Vanilla Cinnamon Maple Bourbon Barreled Scotch Ale. You think it's a six-pack or four-pack? I think it's a four. These are Ah, Founder cells in four-packs. So we'll we'll have to stick these in the fridge for next time. Yeah, there's a four pack of them. Very cool, thanks, Andrew. Vanilla, vanilla cinnamon maple French toast beer. That's gotta be delicious. Says a treat from the Midwest. Happy holidays, Andrew Adkins. A respectable eleven percent. Yikes! That's that not sounds cr- like a good. Time. That's not crazy for like a lot of what the breweries around here do. But uh, it's pretty up there. It's up there. It's it's on the it's on the spicy side. Founders does some some uh, other heavy stuff. I They're might, pretty well known for the actually barrel aging. Take one home. Okay, we'll leave three here. I'll ha- we'll each have one at home when we feel like it, and mm-hmm. we'll have the other two in two weeks next time we Sounds record. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds like a good time. Good plan, right? We figured it out. Yeah, Thanks, everyone, to, that sent us stuff. The address has been up here. Uh, I just did that DIY try video. I want to try more DIY pedals. If you are a DIY builder and you're making something interesting, something weird, something unhinged, something people might think is broken, you know that's exactly what I want to check out. So think about sending in your DIY creations, and I'll make a video playing around with them. Something to think about. Just, just think just about think, it. Just think about it for a little while. Come what, on. What, just send the boy some pedals. All he wants is your pedals. What Limp Biscuit song is that? I don't know. Just think about it. Is that is that a Limp Biscuit song? I think so. I don't know, man. I tuned out of all new metal. Dude, I... Listen. I was in college, and I was too cool when new metal came around. So was I. I was not in college, but I was too cool. Uh, I have gone back. I think I mentioned this a few weeks ago. Uh, uh, maybe not on the show, though. I've been finding that like that late nineties, two thousand early two thousands new metal rap rock is really good workout music. 
Oh, sure. It's really dumb. It's like the definition of jock jams. But, um, but like when you're like trying to push through that like last half mile and all of a sudden you hit Limp Biscuit break stuff, you're like, yeah, I'm going to break my body right now. Like, and I'll, I'll be fair. New metal has some hooky bangers. Like they've got some bangers with hooks like oh, yeah. they do. But there was a period of time where like music media, like radio, TV, everywhere where music was got saturated yeah. and it was, yeah. you could not get away from it. And if it's, if it's your style, that's great. If it's kind of not your style, it's like, ah, oh, that's a little bit annoying. If it's definitely not your style, it's like, I've got to escape culture. Mm-hmm. I have to escape to the woods because this has gone too yeah. far. And I was pretty close to being at that point with new metal. I, I, what I found is that with, I only, because I pretty much only listen to those kinds of bands, Static X, Power right. Man 5000. Uh, I mean, it's other like, great workout music. If a corn uh, song comes on the radio, I'm not going to flick away from yeah. it. But it's because now I can get that in small doses. Exactly. In 2002, or 2003 or whatever, it was like you could not escape yeah. I, that. I am. It's a choice that I I make where I say for the next however long this album is, I am listening to this style of music, and maybe I'll do that one or two other times this week, and I will not do it at any other time except right. for this th- 30 to 50-minute window, and sure. that's it. It's the perfect small dose. Ryan, mm-hmm. do you think Stringjoy listens to new metal? Stringjoy listens to every type of music that there is. And if you use their strings, they'll listen to your band too. That is a promise I'm making for them. <laughs> you want to get listens on your track? Just use Stringjoy strings. Email Stringjoy and say, I used your strings on this track. I guarantee you someone at Stringjoy is going to listen. Wow. I, I have no way of backing up that guarantee. But I guarantee it's it. It's a big promise. <laughs> A very big, very silly promise. And there, yeah, there's a there's at least two people who work over there, so that's two plays. Yeah, yeah. No, there's at least uh, we I've we've met I've only four. Met, I've, have I met four? I've met four string joy employees. Okay, all right. I've probably so, met them too. Which were the four that they brought to Nam? I'm on a first I'm name sure basis. There are more. I'm on a first name basis with two of with them. two of them. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm on a first name basis with the same two. Yes. Uh. Craft in Nashville, Tennessee, Planet Cities Worldwide. They sponsor this wacky content. These are the Orbiters. They're on my last poll. They still sound great. It's been it's it's been at least a month since the last time I said that. And they still sound and feel great on my last poll that just like lives in the in the world. It does not live in a case. It lives in the world. And the strings are holding up just fine. Go check them out. Use our link in the description and use code HUM. For 10% off. I just restrung this. You did. I just did. With string joints. See, that's the problem, Steve. I didn't. Okay. And I'm not happy with the string. <laughs> I started to grab it. and like, oh, yeah, you didn't use string joy strings on that. I was like, oh, yeah, you instantly hated them. <laughs> so I, I'm not going to say whose strings I used on this, but they weren't string joy. And I wish I had used a, a set of the orbiters because that would have been much more preferable to me. And now I feel, now I feel wasteful because I used a pack of strings that I, I don't like the pack of strings, but I could have given them away or something. I could have given them to, to a hungry yeah. kid. I don't know. Like <sighs> you could have done all kinds. Uh, did that, you say to a hungry kid? <laughs> <laughs> what? 
I feel bad because I didn't use string joy strings. If I had used string joy strings, I would have felt good. I thought we had like a tight 60 on this and then you just added on another. That's a, that's a powerful pitch, Steve. It is, just, a, it is a good I pitch. I just won advertising with that pitch. And the ad, and the Addy goes to. I actually forget what the advertisement awards are called. I used to know that. Why does my pen keep dying? That's annoying. Ryan, uh-huh. do you like to pick your own fruit? <laughs> this week's topic: Does Ryan pick his fruit? Uh, <laughs> does Ryan pick his fruit? <laughs> okay, there, there's the clickbait. Does Ryan pick his fruit? Michael Krause asks, are pedal kits like pick your own fruits for guitar nerds? You know, like it, it, it's winter now, but it was fall previously. And when it turns fall, people drive out to the country. They drive a full hour and a half, two hours sometimes mm-hmm. to go out to pay. I don't know how much, 40, 50 bucks to go fill up a basket <sighs> full of apples that they picked themselves from the orchard because it's a fun, romantic thing to do. Maybe building your own tube streamer from a kit is a fun, romantic thing to do. I think you might have a point. Like, it's way more effort. It's oftentimes greater cost. Maybe that doesn't translate. It, it shouldn't be greater. Well, okay. It's definitely greater time cost. It is greater time cost. Think about what you're spending in gas. To get the apples, like I think that I think. The oh apple, no, the apples are definitely greater I think, cost. I think the apples far exceed the 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 cost comparison. It's not no metaphor is perfect. What, okay, what I was gonna say is if I if I wanted to build a kit tube screamer, if I bought, I guess if I bought a kit, I'm gonna pay whatever the cost of the kit is plus my time to assemble it. But uh, if but I, you also have to buy a soldering iron. Okay, yeah, I'm not thinking about tools. Yeah. You have to buy a magnifying glass and you have to buy one of those things that Robert McDowell gave us that holds the yeah. PCB for you. And you have to buy uh Brian Wampler's book. Yeah. Even and, though you're using a kit and you're not building from scratch, you don't even understand what all this stuff does. You're just doing a kit. And you have to buy desoldering braid or a solder sucker because you're going to fuck it up. You definitely are. I actually took a peek at the DIY uh, subreddit. Yeah. Tons of posts of people like, can I fix this? Yeah, no. I, did I burn my, did I, did I toast this? Is this over? <laughs> I mean, like I built that tremolo where the preamp works great and the tremolo doesn't work at all. So, so, so you, I gave up. Yeah. So t- you got to <laughs> you got to build three pedals to get a working one. So there's that. Yeah, it, it cost you twenty bucks to build the one that worked. I didn't realize that that's what Michael Kraus was at was uh was asking. You thought he was just asking if I pick my own fruit? No, I thought he was saying like you could like pick your own fruit. Like you get to like oh you get I want. Like I really like this apple, so I'm going to get this. I didn't think of it from like the oh, for going, going to an like, orchard, like a you pick orchard uh, where you're going to pay yeah, like twenty dollars. The freaking one that we go to, even if you're just going there because it's become such a photo op, right? You have to pay just to walk around. People don't go to these things for the apples; they go for the photo op. Let's be uh, honest; they go to take their family pictures for the holidays. Like we were in an orchard. The last we saw a donkey. The last two times that we went apple picking, um, I think we basically came home 
One year we came home and said, oh, maybe we'll make an apple pie with these apples eventually. And it never happened. The trick is sauce. You want to do applesauce. Applesauce. Is that the last? Because then you can do like a lot and save it. Last year or the last time we went, the apples were like not re- really like it was not a good year for apples. Great. Um, and also in San Diego, the apple orchards that they have, they're not freaking red they're not like store apples they're these tiny little like right they're pie apples they're little right they're very tart dude they're not we're talking about julian california yeah which is our like kind of mountain small town everyone goes there when uh a cold breeze goes through the mountains and they want to buy apple pie that they waited way too long in line (laughs) for they could have stayed home and made an apple pie they distribute those apple pies to like all of the Sprouts rest Not, stores, so you don't even need to like go the, there. There is an apple, a hard apple cider company that named themselves after Julian and got sued by Julian because they didn't actually do any. They didn't do anything in Julian. Yeah, they set up a tasting room, but they yeah. didn't use any apples from there. They didn't. They didn't like brew anything it, there. It's actually brewed in Oregon. So, anyways, the apples they grow in Julian aren't being used for the pies. Are they? I don't know. Are they no, not? No, no. The They're apples they grow in Julian are just for people to pick them. Oh my god! They, they don't. That's not a commercial orchard. I don't know, man. Are there no commercial orchards? No, in San Diego. Well, maybe in San Diego, but, but not in Julian. Not in Julian. It's very you know disappointing. Practical that would be. I have no idea, dude. There actually might not be commercial orchards, like apple orchards in San Diego, because they apples need cold weather. Right. Apparently, there's commercial orchards in. Oregon, because that's where all well, yeah. the all the cideries are. Yeah, because you got a lot of cold weather up there. They, yeah. They're famous for their Macintosh apples. Well, so anyway, like putting it in that perspective. Welcome to the Apple Podcast. Kind of yes, I agree with the like the, with that perception. I think if you are doing, um, I think I think if like the BYOC kits, um, they usually include some like fun options. That you wouldn't get from like a normal, say like a normal, like if you do their tube screamer kit, it's going to come with like some extra parts that allows you to like switch between like sure. three different kinds of tube screamer. And you're going to pay like the same amount that you'd pay for an off the shelf. And you're going to get a couple more options. And it's, it's a fun learning experience. If you're so someone, you're getting, right. you're getting that like little fun, whatever out of it. Here's the thing going to apple orchard. My my the, experience is very unique because I have a kid who all she wants to do when we go there is run for half an hour straight, which means I have to run for half an hour right, straight. Right. No, like like No, I think it's BS too. I enjoy hanging out like the times that I've done it, I haven't done it with kids. I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm not interested. Uh I've done it with friends. We we gone up with, with friend groups sure. like, "Hey, let's go what if we were crazy and picked apples? Let's go like pick apples. Yeah. And of course the girlfriends and the wives or whatever want to take, you know, like fall photos or whatever. And then you go and you buy a bottle of hard cider and a pie and you get diabetes, you know, yeah. like yeah. It, it, or you go get some barbecue down the it, road or it's, whatever. Yeah, it's a fun date thing because you do the right, apple right. thing and then you walk across the parking lot to the, the winer, like the little winery shack on the other side of the parking lot. And you, you do a three or four glass wine tasting and then you drive 
two hours down the mountain, semi blitz. That's not driving. It's a real it's good gravi- time. Gravity's doing the work, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, when I was a, when I was a teenager, I'm not off road. This is a shortcut. When I was a teenager, my mom was into going to those orchards and doing the self pick yeah. thing. Yeah. But it was a different vibe than one we went to, where it was more like, yeah, like just like we we don't feel like picking these apples. Like yeah, like. Five bucks, here's a basket, go get mm-hmm. it. Wasn't, it didn't have this huge like Instagram element to it yeah. yet. It was just like, oh, this is a thing homeschool kids do. So we would go out and pick like a serious amount of apples right. from this orchard. And then it turned into like another homeschooly activity of like, let's see how much, let's see how much applesauce we can make. Mm, it's so much better than store bought. It was good. It was mm, good. But okay. it's because we put more cinnamon in it. You could <laughs> like literally, you can take. The, the the apple sauce from the grocery store and add more cinnamon and you get the same thing. Maybe right. the chunks are a little bit finer in the store bought, but come on, it's the mm-hmm, same stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but to to flip on the pedals thing, because yeah, if you're just sourcing the parts, you're sourcing all the individual components yourself. Yeah. I know that you can build a pedal for twenty bucks. I know you're screaming it in the comments. Mm-hmm. Every pedal builder is like, yeah, yeah, I built this for twenty dollars. We know, we believe you. <laughs> We believe you. Remember is when, that what you guys want to hear is that we believe you? Because we do believe you. Remember when bigger pedals would just sell you a box of right. $20 in random parts? Yeah. It was like, <laughs> here's the parts. Build something. Yeah. The flip on that, uh-huh. it, is, it is a lot more challenging to build a parts guitar and end up with something better that you could buy commercially for the same money. More work is involved. Mm-hmm. They have the price because, like with pedals, you can buy stuff from a, a shop that doesn't know you're building pedals. Right? They're yeah. like, yeah. you're like, oh, you're just like, you know, Warmoth has it figured out. By the time you're you're piecing out a, a guitar, it's going to be the same or more, especially after your labor cost, mm-hmm. more than just buying a Fender. Yeah, when you're but you're picking. You know, you're picking a flamed neck or you're picking bird's eye, this or that. You're getting a purple heart stripes through the body. You're no get, one gets those anymore. I know, I know. But, like, you're dreaming about it because mm-hmm. you grew up during that era or whatever. You're you're thinking about wild pickups and pick guards and, and some fancy bridge and stuff like that. Even if you're buying the cheapest of the cheap kits. Yeah. You're going to pay 120 bucks for a kit mm-hmm. when you could go buy a $150 guitar. Like I've got the the, the Leo James up there, mm-hmm. Leo Jams. Telly up there, that was 150 bucks. You yeah. cannot get a kit I think the that must, will give you a guitar that's as good as that. The Mustang Bullets are 200 now or 190 something They were like, like 180 that. or something. Yeah. You, <laughs> but they're in that ballpark. You're going to pay the same for a kit as you will for a cheap guitar that, or for any guitar that's going to be comparable. If you're that, paying for good parts, you're paying you're paying the same. Yeah, you that know? kit doesn't come with paint. No, it does not. And you're not going to paint it as good. And if you are painting it as good, it's because you have invested in a serious rig. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. you have invested. Like, I know people can do it with rattle can, but come on. Like, yeah. we've seen most rattle can finishes. You can tell. Be honest. Be honest, guys. We can tell. I've done rattle can finishes. I can tell. <laughs> let's can be, tell. We can, let's be honest with ourselves this episode. We're finally getting to the core of what we've been dealing with, and we're going to be honest with ourselves. 506 and episodes and finally some honesty. Finally some honesty in podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, I, I, I think if you... I, I think that the... 
I think there's some Zen elements to building your own pedals. I think, I think that there's a lot of it's entertainment. It's fun. Yeah, it's, it's I think a there's cool a lot thing to do. It's a smart thing to do. It's like an educational thing. Now that I understand the context of this question better, um, I think I would rather build a pedal on a Saturday than go. Well, oh, yeah, <laughs> honey, you take the kids to the apples. I'm going to stay home and build a pedal. Yeah. yeah. You know, can, uh, we, can we go to the pedal building orchard? <laughs> right. What if there was a place? Just pick your own parts. Steve, let's be okay. honest with ourselves. Let's be honest with ourselves right now. Mm-hmm. If there was a place that was an hour and a half drive away. And when we got there, we got to pick a pedal kit. <laughs> We paid $40. Would we go once a year? We go once yeah. a year. We take a picture afterwards. Like, look what I built. I got to decorate it with seasonal little decorations. Oh, and stuff. my gosh. You have to admit, you'd be a little bit more stoked yeah. than the apples. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> and there's other people there who are stoked about building some little pedals and getting all festive. It's a pedal building holiday. Pedal steep. Mm-hmm. Tell me that you wouldn't drive an hour and a half to be part of the pedal building festival. I mean, I holiday already celebration. drive an hour and a half to come here. I know. So. Well, yeah, I mean, I drive an hour and a half to go to work. And then I'm I come. close to your work. <laughs> Have you ever changed the jobs? We're going straight to live streaming like that. Yeah, well, I'll still probably be working somewhere in San Diego. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. I'm All not right. going to predict. Ryan. Uh-huh. This last ad was sent by Andrew Smith. It's called Total Racket. This is a Total Racket. Uh, Are you kidding me? Is there a description? No, there's. Is not there a not a description? There's not a description. We don't know how much this costs. Uh, you could. I thought for sure there was a description. Damn it! I screen grabbed everything else. Let's see if I can find the email. I actually looked this up on eBay. You looked this up on so, eBay. So uh, a tennis caster. You will be able to find it. I am so I'm so sorry, guys. I dropped the ball. I mean, Andrew did send a full set of pictures. While you look for it, I'm just going to read this. One of the very cool parts of owning a guitar shop and going to guitar shows is the treasures you find. I chased this guitar for 20 years. The fellow that had it was a former major guitar manufacturer employee. He was very he was a very high muckety muck in the company at one time. Okay, he's talking about Dean Zelensky, whatever. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, he told me that this mock-up guitar was created as a teaser to get a very famous tennis player to endorse it. The Oh, my God. Uh, the plan was to create a tennis caster, and it was to be called the Johnny Mac model. The major guitar manufacturer considered it for a minute and then decided the money would be better spent making knockoffs in Asia. The guitar itself is a short-scale net grafted to a Prince tennis racket. The electronics work, although it seems the tone pots work in reverse. We'll need setup work. Is that a real story? Uh, I don't know. It was intended to be a prototype and was never made to be an everyday player. It could possibly be a very expensive wall hanger. Possibly this is the very rarest prototype to ever come out of this major manufacturer. Please look over the pictures carefully. Ask all the questions you have. This entire listing above is total baloney. The part describing the guitar is accurate. I purchased this guitar from a guy named Tony from New Jersey. I sell guitars as described. I was about to roast this dude. Uh, Ask questions, please. Need more pictures. Just let me know. This is basically an as-is sale, so please look everything over. Yada, yada, yada. The guitar. Try and get a chuckle out of this listing. I definitely did. The guitar business gets so serious. (laughs) You legitimately got me. I was like, and they want $10,000 for this. All right, right, right. They don't actually. Uh, (laughs) 
Well, it's ten thousand or best offer. Or best offer. They're, they're hoping for a uh, hundred and seventy-five bucks. Um, I was gonna say, like, I do not. I I I could swallow the story that someone at a guitar company did this. I don't. I don't accept the story that they tried to pitch it as like a production thing. But oh, boo hoo! They decided who, to make import guitars. You as know well, who Johnny Mac instead. is, right? I don't. Johnny Mac is John McEnroe. I have heard that name. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of movies, always playing angry tennis guy because he was a famously very good and angry tennis guy. Oh, okay. Like he was very famous for smashing uh, his tennis rackets. So I would, could only imagine what he would do to this guitar if he played the wrong note. I picked this purely because we haven't seen it before. We've seen a million toilet guitars. We've seen all. We've seen a bunch of like like pieces of random driftwood and burlwood turned mm-hmm. into guitars. We've seen all sorts of things. We've seen every Star Wars toy turned into a guitar. I haven't seen a tennis racket turned into a guitar when it's so obvious because when you're a kid and you find a tennis racket, what's the first thing you do? Air guitar. What's the first thing you do? You pick it up and like, it's not a tennis racket. It's a guitar. I'm an electric guitar rock star thing, over here. Things I'm disappointed with, though you kind of have to it's in brilliant. order to make this work. Uh, in order for the pickup to work, you did have to use steel strings. However, a uh, tennis racket is a nylon stringed instrument. I would have loved oh, for this gosh. to have been, have been a nylon string. No. Then it would be like a silent guitar. But... I'm actually very curious to know how this feels to play. Like, imagine the resonance of that. It's got to have a really weird resonance. It's going to be like a... It's got to feel like half banjo. I think it's yeah. I was gonna say it's it's gonna. I think it's gonna have a banjo vibe. To and it. the this the the bridge is not resting on the netting of the racket. No, it is on a crossbar that is attached to the hoop of the racket, which has full tension of mm-hmm. of the netting on the racket. So you you are going to get resonance from you're you're gonna feel an effect yeah. of that netting. Also, like, it's not a bad or weird shape. It's going to be crazy neck heavy, but who cares? Like, do do the acoustic guitar thing and put the strap off off the headstock. That's how you're going to have to wear this thing. You're just going to need one of those four-inch leather straps. Sure, sure. It's going to be super-duper light, super-duper neck heavy. I don't... It, it the, the fact that they m- managed to mount the output jack and the pots, the volume in the tone pot... In the netting with washers is brilliant. That's brilliant. I don't think I realized that. They're just floating there in the netting because they're held in with washers. It makes total sense. There's no reason why that wouldn't work whatsoever. It's a functional guitar with a neck pickup. As maybe it doesn't intonate. Maybe that's the the secret like catch of this thing is that there's no way it'll intonate. Why wouldn't it intonate? If the bridge is pneumatic bridge. If the bridge is like inches off then it's not going to intonate mm. it does look like the bridge is pretty close to the neck but it might be fine it might be fine the neck looks short scale for what it's worth it's hard to tell it is hard to tell it's hard to tell the scale of this it might be i fine. was they t- i totally i was reading this and i'm thinking it's got a telecaster neck was this some weird dan smith project and then fender was like nah f it we're just going to start up the fender japan factory and then it was like, no, just kidding. You're all dumb. And I was like, I am dumb. You get, you get, you have this guitar, you play it in your band. Okay. 
the drummer plays a drum. It's a, it's a drum kit. It's a functional drum kit. Mm-hmm. It is an appearance of pots and pans. And what is the bass? The bass. The yeah, bass looks a like a board bass. No, the bass looks like a broom. Mm-hmm. You get a broom bass. Now you have a band that's actually a functional band with yeah. functional instruments, yeah. but it is the objects that people use to pretend that they're playing music when they're right. kids. I love it. I love the concept of it. I think this is really cool. Uh, should I offer him 175 bucks and see if that's the best offer? 175? Yeah. You'd go that high. Oh, what would you do? I don't think I'd do more than I'd, I'd feel it out at 100. Make an offer. Oh, I'm not signed in. <sighs> I'm signed in. Do you want me to find this? Um, I, I don't th- remember my password. I think, uh, oh, wait, is it going to remember? Ah, ah, am I going to sign in? Am I signing Tennis in? Tennis caster. Okay. I'm going to offer a hundred bucks. All right. There you go. Somebody's somebody else made something similar to this. Uh, that's like a little better built. I just offered a hundred bucks for the tennis caster. Uh, and they are listed for $500. So anyway, um, I guess now the we seller automatically declined my offer. They must have some kind of like minimum <sighs> limit then. Damn it. Well, you could do the original 175 and see what happens. If you really want to go that high, I do not know why you would. This is I why people think we podcast drunk. I know. I'm not. I'm, I'm extremely tired right now. 175. <laughs> I'll think about it. Um, I'll think about it. All right. I. We need to do the adventure. I want to know what his minimum is now. We need to do the adventure. Okay. Club. Okay. Let's do it. I do want to know what his minimum is. I th- I think you should send another offer at 175. <laughs> I should keep going until I find the limit, and that is that's the video. I mean, really, just me bit me bidding on a guitar to find what the lower limit is. Bob's used guitars. Let's see what other items does Bob's used guitar have? A brochure, a post-war K arch top, some like books, decorative plates, a plate, a pants, women's pink flowered soft cotton nightgown. Levi's men's double XL sweats, a Gibson super 400. That's cool. A shirt. It's a pawn shop. It kind of, or like a a, a, a resale operation. Kind of looks like some kind of reseller operation. Uh, yeah, I have no idea how much this person is, but there are 16 people watching this. If I played tennis, people want this. If I happen to play tennis or care about tennis, I would bid. Oh, the shorts. The neck is short scale, twenty two and a quarter. I would bid that mofo up. I would probably go up to five hundred bucks on that if I cared about tennis at all, which I don't. There's no bid. It's either buy it now or make, make an, an offer. offer. Yeah, maybe there's a chance that this is like a clickbait listing, where it's like people click on this and it leads them to my store. Mm-hmm. So like that's why it's ten grand, and I'm never going to take it down. Maybe that's that's sad to think about. If it works, it works. Ryan. Yeah. I feel like we had a lot of fun this episode. We really did. These were some really good. I was, I'm so tired and I was dreading recording, but I feel pretty good right now. And you did that for me, Steve. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Adventurous club. I 
feel like we both know, like, it's a total racket. It's right? a total racket. Oh, total racket. Total Congratulations. racket. <laughs> I almost bought it. Congratulations. <laughs> of course it won. Andrew Smith, I believe. <laughs> Andrew Smith. Uh, I will be sending you an email. You're probably going to send it before the video airs. Uh, no, it always goes out at 1 p.m. Oh, really? On the day. Yeah, because you can schedule it, and that's the default schedule ah. time. Uh, this song was sent by Stephen Dixon. Uh, it says free range is the name of the song. Hope you are still taking songs Always. by email. We are. This Always. is a wab. We'll never stop. Hopefully it plays because wabs can sometimes be tricky. It's loading while it loads. It's just because it's big. It won't be tricky when I edit the podcast.
I loved that. Like that was le- fun. legitimately, like uh uh I, I want I want to hear the whole album. That's Steven sent in other songs. Has that's not our first time hearing something from him? No, as in like we might be playing another Steven Dixon song next week. Oh, okay. So this is his first time, as far as we know. He sent in one, two, three, four. He sent in four songs. Wow. So I'll probably mix it up. We probably won't listen to something from him next week. I've been like... We'll probably go back to something older. I've been like trying to think about... Who does that sound like? I, I was trying a to lot of like, A lot of people. Like, I... I, I I picked up a, a lot of like Tripping Daisy in there, mm. but I mm-hmm. tend to pick up Tripping Daisy in a lot of stuff. Right. And I don't know if it's always there. That might just be me wanting to hear Tripping Daisy, uh, but his vocal style and, and the approach to the dynamics of the song yeah. and kind of the weirder elements and stuff like that. Not that Tripping Daisy is over the top weird or anything, uh, but yeah, it was, it was taking me to that place where I, you know, in, in enjoy music and I, very deeply enjoyed that. Also, I've been on this little like personal situation, like trying to figure out, uh, you know, like what I want to do with my own music. I, I want to mm-hmm. play in a band. I've got dinosaur ghosts, but we play pretty infrequently. I want to play in a band and I want it. Like I want to make music that, I, that sounds cool that I like. And I, that sounds cool. And I like that. I want to be in a band like that. Like I want to be in a band like that. Have you thought about being in a band like that? I don't know how, I don't know how how to I don't know how because the, the problem is that I really I don't want to be a singer songwriter right now I don't want to be the creative right you like, don't want to draw you don't want to yeah front I just a band want like I want to be a guitarist in a band like that how do I find that to be in that is the is, you know is that's the challenge Ryan have you ever listened not and not it doesn't have only that like that I'm open to a wide range yeah. of stuff but stuff that like sounds good and excites me like mm-hmm. that like. This song threw me off in like the first like four measures or whatever when it like goes in and you're I, and at first I was like oh this is just easy drummer or whatever like this is like the drum beat that I could I would like program on right. on the Digitex to drum kind of a thing as a backing track. At first I th- just thought it was going to be backing track instrumental thing and I was like okay I mean it's cool like sure sure whatever if you, if however, that's what, however you get if that's what you got made. if that's yeah. what you got Send it to us. Right. 100%. Yeah. 60 cycle homecast at gmail.com. We want your original music. Um, but then all of a sudden it had like a couple riffs and then it went to halftime and I was like, the yeah. fuck? And then it went back to like regular and then back to halftime. You know what that, you know what that then, is? You know what, what I like that? that? That's ADD music. Mm. That is ADHD, ADHD music. So Ryan, the question I have for you, cause I kind of got that vibe, that vibe from this. Have you ever listened to hundred Gex? Uh, I, I've listened, I've looked it up and listened to it. Uh, but it's not something that I put into rotation. I'll that, say that I'm, I'm familiar fair, with it. I, I understand what it is. I understand what it is. So I kind of got like if hundred Gex was a nineties band, sure. it, they would have sounded like this totally sure. instead of a, you know, late 2010s hyper pop. Right. Right. They were like an alternate pop band from the nineties. They would have had this vibe. Yeah. Yeah. That was my take. All right. Thanks for sending in the cool track. We're going to play your other cool tracks eventually on other episodes. Yeah. So Maybe. stay tuned for that. Probably not next week. I like to mix it up. Yeah, we like to, you know, every other or something like that. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Maybe we'll play them all at once. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Stay grounded.